Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of the Diary of a Changemaker and on today's episode I am so delighted to welcome Shinwon Olaguju to this episode. So we're going Yay. to be talking about a very, yeah, yeah, there's actually supposed to be a drum rolls for that. so i'm really excited about this podcast this episode actually because we're going to talk about something very relatable right so on today's show we're talking about rejection emails congratulatory emails and everything in between so we will be exploring five ways to handle rejection emails Mm. hi shayon so good to have you here how are you doing today I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for honoring the invitation. So yes, um, I like to start off the show by asking my guest a very interesting question. So um, if you had to describe yourself in five words that start with S, right, what would it be mm. like? Wait, all five words have to start with an S? Yes. <laughs> Hmm. All five words have to start with an S. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. That one is going to be hard, Shiggy. All your guests get the answer. Did they get the answer? So any adjective? Any adjective? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So five words. First of all, I think that I am. I'm actually serious. I'm a very serious person. So mm-hmm. when people see me, they hardly think that I can. I'm, I'm capable of having any fun because I look serious. I talk serious, which is a good Same thing sometimes. Here. But I also have a very playful. I have a very playful side too. Um, I'm also incredibly smart, actually. And if I do say so myself, I think I'm very high. IQ and it's been like it's not just book smart I think I'm also very emotionally intelligent which is a good mm. thing um, I'm very uh, which other S is there I know I'm going to be very successful and mm, yeah I, yeah <laughs> I know I'm going to be very su- successful so I, I, I wouldn't looking at my life in its entirety I would say that for the different assignments that I've been given to do part time I would have counted a couple of them as successful already but I know mm. I still have a long way to go I still have so many yeah things to do. so much potential yeah there's still so much potential so much things to do so I, I know that those are going to be successful as well and at the end of everything you know when we go back home i feel like my life becomes very success by god as well so there is that um what are that two what are that two starts with a so hey special. i'm special spectacular yes. spectacular <laughs> yes uh-huh. i'm stunning i think i'm very stunning yeah actually uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> i'm very stunning and i think i'm so special as well so yes. yeah five words Mm, I totally agree with that, actually. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so, before we move on, I'm going to give you guys more insight on who Shenwo Olaguju is. So, Shenwo is an international development practitioner who has committed her influence and investment into coaching young people in Africa, teaching them the sustainable development goals and helping them create innovative solutions that address social problems in their communities. In 2020 to 2022, she served as a regional manager for Sub-Saharan Africa at Peace First, where she recruited hundreds of young people across 
30 countries in Africa as change makers and supported them with digital tools, coaching, and startup funding to implement their social change ideas. In February 2022, she transitioned to digital strategy where she currently serves to build technology systems that expand the inclusion of young people in sustainable community development globally. With five years of experience in the development space, Shewa has consulted for international organizations like the UNDP and Facebook to build programs and products that serve young people. She has also contributed on global platforms like the Global Youth Forum 2021 and the UN EcoSoc Summit to dialogues between governments and youth leaders on solutions to the challenges affecting young people. I'm so delighted to have Michelle on this episode and I'm really looking forward to all we learn from her. Yes, so... Thank you. Thank you, Shri. I'm very excited to be here. So, yes... Um, okay. We're talking about rejection emails, congratulatory emails, and everything in between. How mm. can we handle rejection emails? So I would like to start firstly with what has been your worst re- rejection email experience so far, and how did you deal with it? Hmm. That's a very good question, and I think that uh, my worst, I've had like three very bad rejection emails i've had a lot of rejection emails over the course of building my career and you know but there's been three that have happened that have been so bad i can't know i don't know which one of them is like the worst but then i remember and i'll tell you why i felt so bad about them the first one was getting into the quarantine youth fellowship Um, a couple of people might be listening to this podcast might be aware of that fellowship and it was something I was really looking forward to. It was something I was applying myself to. And if you're familiar with the quarantine research, you know that it has different stages. So you first submit a written application. And then after that, you're invited for a shortlisted interview. And after that, you get your acceptance email, which is like the process that a lot of all these programs follow anyways. So I had gotten in, you know, I'd gotten past the written application stage. So I got into the short list. Like I think maybe that was why this rejection was really so bad for me because I'd, yeah. I'd seen this victory from afar. I was looking forward. You know, there are some rejections that from the beginning you're rejected. So there's nothing to look yeah. forward to. But it's a different case when you sort of get into the door and then there's mm-hmm. just one more step to go. And I remember I prepared so much. I did my interview. I did interviews with, I did like mock interviews with my roommates. And when I got to this venue, it was my first time at the United States Embassy. And it was just a first experience for me, very new. So I got to the venue, I was feeling so nervous. And I met people that I had coached at Peace Fest, which was like the funniest thing. Because so people were seeing me at the interview and they were like, I'm Michelle. What are you doing here? Like, I'm sure they were so sure that I would have gotten yeah. in because they knew me and they knew my work and they knew, like, I had, they, I had supported them with coaching, funding. You know what we do at Peace First now? I don't yeah. this for them. So I was like a mentor to them and I was there. And so we went in for the interview. It was quite of intense. And immediately I walked out of the interview room. I didn't feel so confident with it. I was like, I don't think I did well. I don't think, I don't know what happened, but I don't think I did well. I don't think I did well. And eventually when the results came out, you know, the person that I saw who I had coached and who was, you know, sort of like looking up to me, got in and I did not. 
So it felt very weird, like okay, yeah. that also <laughs> happens. Like it's possible that a mentee can actually get an opportunity, and you would know. Well, okay, that's new, but it was really, mm. really painful, right? There was another one that was so painful. There are like two other ones that were really painful, but. I'll just share one more. Maybe during the course, I feel like there'll be other opportunities for me to share these stories as we go on in the podcast. But there was one that was yeah. also really painful that I applied for recently. And the reason why it was painful was because, and I'll share that as, as we talk about the five things to do. I really applied myself to taking in corrections as well when mm-hmm. last time, you know, and I applied those things. I, I went to YouTube. I took a course with getting a do. I followed their steps. I, I read the essays I wrote and I was like, mm-mm. These essays are good. <laughs> no, I was one hundred percent sure that I was going to get in. I read the essays to my roommate. I did. I was like, ah, uh-uh, I can't. Ah, uh, no, I know. On fire. These essays are on fire. And then at the end of the day, you get that email and it's telling you, "We're so sorry. You know, we had a lot of a lot of application. We enjoyed reading your interview." I'm like, I did. I did not need you to enjoy reading my answers. I needed you to enjoy reading my answers and then give me a slot in your program. Not just enjoy reading the answers, but then it is what it is. So I felt mm-hmm. like those two, you know, getting into quarantine and then applying for Manila, Washington as well, and then not getting into that. I think those are like my most painful. Mm. Yeah, personally, mine was with Nigerian Stock Exchange. So I had okay. gone, I, I, I applied for it twice. The first year, I got to the second stage and I couldn't make it to the third stage. That was the interview stage. The, so it was really destabilizing. So the next year, I was in SS3. So I went again. I got to the third stage, the final stage. It was an interview. I remember how it was like one of my very first formal interviews. I was so tense and so like it was a, it was a scholarship actually. So I was really keen on yeah. trying my very best to get it. And in the end of at the end of everything, I, I, I because of the tension, I I jumbled up some facts and some words, and eventually I didn't get it. And it was so shattering yeah. for me. Like yeah, wow. It took me it took me months to recover from it because I was so like the fact I had to do it two times to get to that mm. point and then fail again it was really hard on me but then one thing I tried to understand from that experience is derive some lessons and that's one thing I've tried to over because once once it comes to rejection it was the normal part of life actually as a change maker to be very honest you lose some you win some but hopefully yes, our prayer is that we get to win more right so um one thing I've tried to learn is always to try to go back to my application and reflect and try to derive some lessons moving forward. So that takes me to the next question. How can mm-hmm. we handle how can we handle rejection emails? Five ways we awesome. can handle rejection emails. Five ways and handle it, right? Um, I think that the first step or the first thing that I did to encourage myself is, you know, know what exactly is going on, like what exactly is happening. And when, when I say that, it's like, I'm saying that be aware, you know, after the initial mm. pain you feel when you get the emails, mm. after the initial outbreak you feel when you get the emails, I've had an email before that I literally cried and I had my friend come over to just come and console me because it really, really pained me. So after that initial pain, after that initial outbreak and all of that, um, don't just dismiss it. Like, mm. be aware, ask yourself, okay, what went wrong? What's going on? And I'll tell you why I said that. So when um, some emails can, some rejection emails can come, you know, you could get some rejection. It could be to a fellowship, a scholarship, a job. It could be anything, really. 
and this rejection email comes in and you know because you were observer that you didn't get it because you did not do so well right i remember the first time that i applied to for the peace first fellowship in residence program i did not apply myself to that application because i had a good job and i just really wanted to try try it out because you know i'd been working on my good job for quite a while and i was like let me just try this application and so it wasn't until i got to the final stage and i was to be interviewed with so one other person that i now said ah, this is really serious so but i didn't apply i know how i apply for myself to doing something if you tell me that you have an interview i will think of every possible question that could ever be asked me i will buy cardboards i'll post them to the wall of my room i will write all those answers i will be asked i'll do mock interviews that's the level to which i apply myself to anything you give me to do like i always prepare so when i was going for that interview and i didn't prepare so well i already knew that mm, i felt like somebody else that is more deserving that actually really prepared is going to get this thing and that was what happened so it was because i observed that and because i was able to tell myself the truth you did not apply yourself to this thing very well that was why you didn't get in i was truthful to myself so the next time that the opportunity opened up again i was able to do better this time around and then i got in right um another thing is another another point or another story to this is so something that happened to me this year another application that i got rejected for and to be honest this one it did not pay me as much would i have loved to get the opportunity yes but why did it not pay me it still falls back to me being aware of what was going on in my life at that moment because if i had gotten it it was like a plan b for me applying for that thing you know mm. it was honestly a plan b i thought that i would have finished my fellowship at peace first by august and then when august comes what would i be doing would i be out of a job what would i be doing so let me just quickly do this one let me apply for it like a plan b for what would happen in august right mm. and then by january i you know just all of a sudden a position opened up in my place of work at peace first and then i got promoted it wasn't even a position that was existing as it were and it was it just happened for me so that was already happening i'd already seen the direction that my life was taking so when that yeah. rejection email came i knew that this was just my plan b failing i didn't see it as it was me i didn't see it as maybe my essays were bad i didn't see it as maybe i didn't do yeah. so well i just saw it as this was that was not the right step that was not the right direction it's not yet the right time because i'd seen other things happen earlier in the year with the new job and everything and i knew the direction my life was taking so sometimes it's not that you didn't do well sometimes it could just be that the direction that your life is taking is just different from this plan that you are making for mm-hmm. yourself and so that's how you see it so that's the first thing be aware what's going on um mm-hmm. the second thing is okay i already spoke about review what has gone wrong so the second thing is you can actually ask yourself questions who got mm-hmm. in what did they do how did they how did they write how did they tell their stories um is there a better way i could have presented my ideas is there mm. something that i did not do right so i recently learned about a method of writing applications and essays you know we already know how important it is to be able to tell your story in such a way that it will capture your audience but did you even think about the person that was going to be reading your applications or did you just write for writing sake if we mm. think about the people that will read the application you'll be able to put yourself in their shoes sometimes when you want to write an essay and you want to say ah on that particular tuesday i entered a downfall the truth is while you you're just trying to be relatable you're just trying to write for writing sake the person reading your uh, application might be a londoner a british person an american who mm. doesn't even know what a downfall is 
So you yeah. saying that, oh, I entered a down pool, you just lost them at that point because they can't relate, they can't picture it, they can't see what you, you are putting down. And you, you with so exci- so much excitement, you've written in and you're okay with it, right? So you have to be, so I learned that you have to be able to say, okay, I'm putting myself in the shoes of the person that's going to read my script. Who is this person? Where do they live? What do they know? How do they talk? How do they act? And so the same story you would have told a certain way, you realize that it's better for you to tell it a certain way because these are the kinds of people that will read your script. There's also the place of establishing your identity in your application. I want them mm. to read my essays. I want them to read my application and be able to take it away that I'm a young person in Nigeria who is doing so well in the area of climate action. I want to write my application. I want them from after reading to know that there's a young girl in Nigeria who is doing so well in the area of helping young people, you know, with the sustainable development goals. Is that the identity I want to leave with them? How do I communicate that? So you could find when you ask for questions and you read your essays again on your application, you can see exactly at what point you went wrong or what you didn't do well but it has to go from a place of actually asking the right questions and you can also ask people like you can ask others that got in what did you do what did you do you can watch youtube videos what did you do what didn't you do you can join webinars seminars of people that have gone ahead and are trying to share their success stories etc now the third thing is you know you can apply yourself to knowledge of how to make it better and i already explained this in two when i was talking about the second way so you've learned about what went wrong so what can you now do better like how can you seek knowledge there is this um there's this um what's it called there is this instagram page i follow it's called getting edu i don't know if you've heard of it before mm. but they actually help africans get into schools abroad and all of those things and trust me what they share it's a knowledge you can apply not just in terms of applying for a scholarship to go and school even if you're looking for a job it's actually something you can do because a lot of these jobs now especially in the development space they'll tell you to tell us about a time tell us about and this is like stories you write and that's a bad fellowship scholarship or, or so on and so forth so you can actually work towards making it better either by talking to people that have gone ahead and have gotten in mm-hmm. or you can do by applying like for example i actually registered for one of their courses on how to write winning essays and that was where i got the model for you know establishing your identity show the person that's going to be reading your application what you intend to tell them not just tell them like demonstrate. yeah yeah don't just say oh i'm passionate about climate action actually demonstrate it demonstrate that passion don't just tell you can actually say something like oh in 2019 you know i found out that most like let them see that you know what you're talking about not just that you're just you're just like everybody else it was also that i learned that you should put evidence of your work in your applications let them Very see important. that they're going to be investing money in me to go to a school or to a- apply for a program or to attend a summit it could be one young world it could be you know like the cop 28 summit you attended in glasgow Shay. somebody invested mm-hmm. money that flew you down there you know, so yeah. if somebody's going to invest that kind of money in me, how do I show them that I am worth their money? How do I show them that I've done this thing before? I know what I'm doing. And when I come back, I'll still continue to do it. There is that. So there is you showing evidence. There's you showing your ambition in your applications. And there's also mm. you leaving a lasting evidence. But I learned all of this because I took that course in getting a job and I was able to apply it to some of my essays. Yeah, so that's like on building your capacity, right? Yes, yes. Like building, like applying, ask, after you've asked yourself what went wrong, what did I do wrong? 
what did I do to put CCTC? And you know, the first point we made was sometimes you might have not done anything wrong. It could just be that the direction your life is taking is just different from that at that moment. So there, there's a balance to it. But after you've asked yourself what went wrong, there's now the place of applying yourself to knowledge of making it better so that you can build your capacity for next time. And then um, I don't know how many that have gone, but the fourth thing is try again. Don't yes. get discouraged. Just try it again. I applied for the Peace Plus Fellowship in Residence. That's the job I got as regional manager. But I applied for it twice. Um, if you accept your sure that that's not the direction your life is supposed to take. But if you think that's the direction you should take, then that rejection email should not discourage you enough to give up on that dream that you have for yourself. So do it again. But when you're trying again, apply the lessons you learned from Very you know, having built your capacity and asking what went wrong the first time. And then the fifth um, lesson that I'm going to leave, um, that I'm going to leave, or maybe two more, is number one: whatever you're doing now, you know, at the point when you are rejected, you are doing some level of work, right? Even if you are rejected, don't stop doing the work you're supposed to be doing. If you don't are a young person, don't give up on your work. I'm not even talking about the application. I'm talking about the work you're doing itself. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody that's working in climate action, you're somebody that's working in education, you're somebody that's working in um, gender, to promote gender equality, whatever it is you're doing, even if you think it's small, don't mm-hmm. give up on it. Just keep doing it and keep adding more. And keep add- I feel like this is one of the biggest things that helped me. Every single time I get rejection, I'm always going back to, well, it's just an opportunity for me to do better. It's just an opportunity for me to become better at what I'm doing. So I go back and I apply myself excellently to the assignments I've been giving for time. Because this yeah. is what we tell. The next time I have more stories to tell in my application, the next time I have more results to show in my application, the next time I have more impact to show them from what I've done, I'm not just sitting down on the rejection. I'm actually moving from it and I, I keep applying myself excellently to my assignment. And then the last thing I'm going to tell you is not to compare yourself with others that got in and make it yeah. weigh you down so bad. See, yeah. I've had applications that I had to roll my eyes, especially when others get in and then they start sharing it up on social media. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. But not in any way does it suggest that they are better than you. Okay, could they have written better essays? Yes. Could they have told their stories better? Yes. If you go past, if you go past comparing yourself, you could bring yourself to actually asking them some questions that will help you refine your own work better as well. But if you stay in the place of comparing yourself with them, you just find that you just be eighteen. You get jealous. You get envious. You will not be able to actually approach them and just ask them for relevant information. Now, sometimes you might not be able to, but sometimes you might just find that you're eating yourself for being not being so good enough, not being... I guess what I'm trying to say is whatever rejection in, in emails you get, never make mm-hmm. it impact your identity because you're not defined by them, right? So don't compare yeah. yourself with other people and say, because they got in, they're better than I am, I'm lesser than who I am just because I didn't get in. No, you're not lesser than they are. You just may need to learn of better ways to write your applications next time and then keep trying for as long as it takes. Yeah, keep to trying. Get yeah so those are the five things or six wow we, we got we got we got more than five i think we got like 10 like so so much <laughs> so much was shared and so much to learn and so one thing that i really like to emphasize on is one of on your last point the fact is that they rejected your application they did not reject you right yeah it was your application so most times trying to make it that clear distinction that at that point in time you you like you're still a work in progress you have so much potential you have to just keep on pushing and pressing on because if you and and then also not giving up right so that's that's a yeah. very crucial part 
crucial point. I remember in 2020, I'd applied for several opportunities. I got like rejection emails almost at the same time, like four or five mm. of them. And I was just thinking about my life. I was thinking about my life. I was like, because I'm, 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 I'm studying at the University of Lagos and it's a bit hard to like navigate all of this together running an NGO and everything I'm doing. I was like, should yeah. I just stop everything and just focus on my course, my loss, my law course? But thank yeah. God I did not actually give up because that same year, Eurocycle won a grant from National Geographic. So imagine if we had given up at June, right? So when I got rejection emails, we got like five rejection emails and it was really looking very bleak. And I was like, oh, I'm not good enough. Let me just stop. Actually, I was actually angry. It was sad and I was very I was very sad and I was very angry. So I decided to channel that anger into building my capacity and coming back stronger. And it yeah. was so evident when we began to um get congratulatory emails, get grants. Next year we we're able to use the grants given from National Geographic to expand our work to like seven other wow. states in Nigeria. And just wow. imagine if I had given up in June. That would have been June 2020. June 2021 would have been different, right? But in June 2021, we're doing really amazing work. So this is just for someone out there. Don't give up. We have so much potential. Just keep on pushing. And I can't wait to see all that you're going to unravel as you go through this journey in, in change making. So actually, Absolutely. I had more questions. I had more questions, <laughs> but you are so like encompassing. You've covered everything on even things <laughs> like rejection can be redirection. And like probably yeah. that at that point in time, it cannot it might not be your direction of life, yeah. right? Yeah. And and how we can also learn from rejection emails and build back better. And also you yeah. also talk about the mindset and thoughts we need, thought patterns we need to debunk, right? Yeah. Actually, one thing I would like to say is if you send you a rejection email, reject it actually. Reject it and yes. keep pushing, keep doing what yeah. you keep doing that that work that is really true to you. Mm. So yeah that was really insightful so i think in 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 a very brief um, manner you, could you just list out the various ha- ways you've mentioned on how we can handle rejection emails i remember the first point was be aware <clears throat> i remember the first one was be aware second was ask a question i think the third was yeah i don't know apply if you yourself to the knowledge of what of what went wrong like applying yourself to knowledge of making it better by building your capacity you know yeah. and stick, stick up where necessary right and then the fourth one was try again but this time when you're trying again make sure that you are applying yourself to the knowledge Mm -hmm. of what you have learned to make it better um and then the fifth one is while you're trying again or after you get your rejection make sure you keep applying yourself excellently to the assignments you've been given like keep doing the work that you've been given to do keep doing it and then the sixth one i shared was don't compare yourself with others at this so point. important yeah your journey is so unique to you as a young change maker even as a person yes, so don't make that mistake you. of comparing yourself it's instead try one thing i try to do is learn and the fact is sometimes comparison can be so unhealthy because you can probably compare yourself to someone that is that has been in this space for 10 years or yes. has been in this space for 20 years that's yeah. so unhealthy, super unhealthy, yeah. right? And the circumstances are different, the conditions are different. So many things, like, just stay true to your journey as a person that is working to make radical impacts in our world of today and just yeah. keep pushing. So if you've, if you've listened up to this point, thank you so much. I hope you've learned something really new. And if you found this hub helpful, 
please share 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 it to yes. all your friends you know it's so important that we keep on helping each other in this space right i'm trying to see how we can build a community that supports each other and adds value to the lives of each other because honestly this work can really get tedious and really really confusing sometimes so it's important that we we work together to um leverage our knowledge learn from each other's stories and keep pushing on for change so yes michelle so where can we find you how can we connect with you further I am very active on my Instagram. I I use my Instagram a lot to share stuff. Um it's show or like just show what I do. And then I'm also very active on my LinkedIn. I usually what I share on my Instagram I also share on my LinkedIn. But those two platforms yes I'm most active. You can find me awesome. there. I also have my email address is also like you can you can always send me a message if you'd like to contact me maybe about your work or something else you can just send a message to s.olagunju@peacefirst.org so but before we go i remember something i want to quickly say there's something that all these rejections that have been getting and all these um in the midst of the rejection there will definitely be congratulatory emails to be applied yeah. to them things at least one of them will come back as successful and the way let learning to i've learned to celebrate or feel the impact of my congratulatory emails just as much as I feel the impact of my congratulatory so sometimes you just look at the congratulatory emails and you're like oh okay i got it okay that's fine but then the rejection just hits us so hard you know yeah. but then to really celebrate yourself too when you get those wins even if it's one out of 20 yeah. definitely means something and then finally is not being complacent with whatever we mm-hmm. ought to start doing now If you know that you ought to apply for something, start now, and it, it just mm-hmm. it just opens like this whole rejection thing opens like because you don't know which year you will get into it. And a lot of these programs for young change makers, they have a, a they have age limits. So you see one that mm-hmm. is 25 to 35, you can see some that is 20 to 30, you can see some that is 20 to. They have an age limit. So if you say, oh, this one that is 20 to 30, I'll start applying when I'm 28. You don't know if you apply at 28 and get rejected. You don't know whether you apply at 29 and get rejected. You don't know whether you apply at 30 and get rejected. To start so early. Actually, you need to start early. Don't be complacent yeah. with things you ought to do. Actually, just start yeah. now. You know, that's another yeah. pickup I think from all of this experience. And I thought to share yeah. before we close. Yeah. Thank you for highlighting that. Like one thing I learned from last year was trying hard to celebrate my wins, right? The small ones, the big ones because I come to understand that like we do we do really hard work in this space, like really hard work. Most times all people see is just the pictures of people smiling, of people at our, our programs, at our projects, but they don't really know the sleepless nights, the really hard things we've done, the sacrifices we've made to see those yeah. things, those projects become successful. So when we have our yeah. wins, we should We should put in all, so much effort into celebrating them, the small ones, the big ones. Like it's so in- essential. Thank you so yeah. much for highlighting that. You're so guys, welcome. we've come. Yeah. So guys, we've come to the very end of this podcast. And once again, don't forget to share. Don't forget to subscribe. And have a beautiful and wonderful morning, evening, night, day, whatever it is. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.